0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears
1: Review. With the start of the regular season less than a month away, our beloved kicked off the preseason with a visit from Foxy's old team and the defending Super Bowl champion in the Denver Broncos. How did we look on our first timeout? And was it all worth the wait? All of this and so much more on the preseason week one review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Training camp is finally here. The long summer is almost over. When the 2016 season kicks off in less than a month, as we just said, what's going on, everybody? Larity back for the preseason week one review episode of the Chicago Bears review, and I, uh, I have a feeling this might be a short episode because there's not a whole lot to talk about uh, that went down. Uh, on Thursday night or at least not a lot of good stuff uh, anyway there were some positives some good things to look at but those were on the very very short end if we did a bear up and bear down list I'd run out of breath talking about all the bear downs uh that we had mostly up front uh with our offensive line uh nine sacks or some, seven sacks sorry in the game uh 11 quarterback hits on top of the seven quarterback sacks not a good showing from any of the offensive linemen uh, in this football game. So, I mean, the first teamers gave up gave up a sack or two, this, and they were they were five sacks by halftime, seven overall, and then, like, like I said, 11 quarterback hits. So Denver basically spent the entire game in our quarterbacks' faces. Uh, the Broncos scored on defense, they scored on offense, and they scored on special teams. So it was just a disaster across the board. Uh, for the uh, for the Bears, a 22 to nothing loss to kick off the preseason. And here's the good news: it's just the preseason, so plenty of time between now and kickoff on September 11th against the Texans. Plenty of football to be played by our starters. With this coming Thursday, we got the Patriots. Then next Saturday, we have the Chiefs at the dress rehearsal game. If we still look like that against the Chiefs, then it's time to get worried. Then it is time to start panicking. You know, yes, it's worrisome that we did not look good in the first game, but it's the first game. They they don't game plan for these first uh, first two uh, preseason games. Basically, they go out there, they run their basic offense, and the you know pray for the best, basically. And uh, you know, in this particular case, the Broncos were just better than the Bears uh, on Thursday, plain and simple. So, uh, you know, it's uh it wasn't a pretty thing. Not pretty at all, um, you know. Like I said, there were very few positives to talk about. Um, I can I can see, I can see that we saw some flashes of what this defense could be capable of this year. Uh, you know, it's uh, after that first drive, which was a, you know, pretty much a you know a disaster like we don't want to see over and over again this year. That first drive, uh, the Broncos come out. Mark Sanchez is the quarterback. Um, and the thing, the thing about that drive was it wasn't so much discouraging that the Bears gave up a touchdown uh, on that first drive. What was discouraging most of all about that drive was that the Bears had the Broncos in a third, third and mid to long three times on that drive, and each time the Broncos were able to convert to keep the drive alive. Uh, the touchdown itself – Uh, From Sanchez to Demarius Thomas was more of Bryce Callahan, A, getting caught looking in the backfield because he was more watching what was going on uh, back there than he was playing. Because if he plays the man and not the ball, I think he's at least in position to contend the pass. You know, But instead, he's watching what's going on in the backfield. He gets caught because on the play, Danny Trevathan blitzed and smashed Mark uh, Sanchez in the backfield. He got to him just before he threw the foot, just after he throws the ball. Trevathan crashes into Sanchez, takes him down. I think Callahan may have got stuck on the fact that he thought Trevathan sacked him because Demarius Thomas ran right past him while he was looking back there and was wide open in the end zone for the touchdown with no contestant. Uh, No contesting. And second of all, Callahan says he thought he had safety help uh, back there. So, you know, it's uh, it was one of those things. But I think it's more on Callahan getting caught looking in the backfield than it was him expecting there to be help back there uh, to, to, you know, to uh, defend Demarius Thomas and not give up such an easy. Uh, touchdown but like I said more discouraging than the Bears giving up a touchdown on the opening drive was the fact that we had three opportunities on that drive to get the Broncos off the field and the defense couldn't do it that was one of our biggest problems last year was that the defense could not get itself off of the field and uh, you know stop our opponents on third down we were always uh, giving up these third downs and extending drives you know, no matter how well the defense was playing on first and second down, if you can't get them off the field on third down, it's irrelevant. So, I mean, we—that's what we saw uh, a lot of in the in that first drive, and then in in the Bears kind of settled down, at least the starters did for the following two drives that they were in there on the second possession. Uh, Bryce Callahan kind of redeemed himself. Uh, you know. Tipped a pass from Sanchez. Falls into the hands of Jarrell Freeman. So the Bears get a turnover on the second drive. Uh, but the offense, like I said, the offense, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh from the offense. Here, let me pull up the uh the box score here. It's uh it's uh <laughs> it's not pretty. Uh let's see. We pull up the box score for the Bears. Um, let's see. We had forty-eight yards rushing on seventeen carries. Uh on Thursday night. That's good for a two point eight uh yard average. Does anybody want to guess who our leading rusher was for this game? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Uh it was Connor Shaw, our third string quarterback. Two rushes for fourteen yards uh in the game. A whopping seven yard average. Nice job, Connor. Uh Jordan Howard, our fifth round pick, was our leading rusher who actually runs the football for a living. Five carries for twelve yards. Kadim Carey, three carries for eight. Jeremy Langford four carries for seven. So you kind of see what was going on here uh, Thursday night. It was it was not pretty. Um, so like the offensive line just, they just had nothing in this game. I mean, look at this. The only reason that we got a two point eight yard average was because Connor Shaw had seven, average seven yards on his two carries. That's it. That's I mean, we take that seven yards average out of there, it it goes down below that significantly so it was not uh, not a good showing from the offensive line Um, yeah I mean Kadeem Carey he had eight yards on three carries he had a long of six which means he had two carries for one yard for the rest of the night that's yeah not good at all Uh, on the passing end we were 16 of 26 as a group 16 of 26 82 yards this is it we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen This says Brian Hoyer had 81 yards by himself, so how could the other ones throw? for? No, okay. So 81 and 30 is 111, plus 18 is 119, plus 136 was our yard total for the evening. One interception thrown by Brian Hoyer sometime in the second quarter, I believe. And, um, you know, 16 of 26. Jay was three for four, so I guess that's something to be excited about. But he was sacked twice in his three possessions. Brian Hoyer was sacked three times. David Fale was sacked twice, once for a safety. That was fun. Um, you know, and then Connor Shaw, like I said, was our our leading rusher. He had 14 yards rushing, 17 yards passing. So a very even day for Connor Shaw. So you guys can sense the sarcasm, right? But anyway, um, yeah, so that was that was pretty horrific. The Bears themselves did have three sacks. Uh, Cornelius Washington, Sam Acho, and John Timu uh, bringing those aboard. Yeah, John Timu's still on the team, uh, even though we've got uh, Freeman and uh, Trevathan that are going to take those inside linebacker spots. Timu was a monster for us last year. I expect to see him at the very least hang on to a spot and be one of those first guys off the bench. So, um, you know, it. like I said, it was very disappointing, mostly because we had to wait seven months to watch them do that. You know, the Bears last took the field on January 3rd and lost to the, Denver, Denver, the Detroit Lions uh, week 17. So seven seven months and one week later, we get to see them play again uh, against the Broncos, and they stink to join up in a pretty epic fashion. Uh, the good news, like I said, it's, it's only preseason. The game itself does not count. They've got three more preseason games, you know, which means they've got three more weeks of practice uh, to get prepared for the Texans. Uh, week one, you know, and down in uh, in Houston. So the Bears right now uh, are headed down to New England, or headed up to New England, over out whatever the hell you want to call it, headed over to New England to to practice to do some dual practices with the Patriots in preparation to play them on Thursday night. Um, and I'm hoping that we at least uh, I'm not gonna say we didn't show up for it, but we definitely got run off our own field. Uh, by the Broncos and considering that the Broncos are the defending champs and all that kind of stuff it's not all that surprising that the Broncos handled us the way they did but um, you know disappointing to 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 see what we did see the Bears only managed about 130 yards total offense giving up 338 uh, to the Broncos and like I said we gave up a block punt um, uh, which the Broncos scored for a touchdown. Uh, there were interceptions. We gave up seven sacks. There were 11 quarterback hits. We only ran for 38 yards, and the total was only that high because our quarterback ran for 14 of them and, you know, things like that. So, I mean, there's just really not a whole lot to hang your hat on. Here were the positives. Number one, we came back healthy from this game, which is good news considering that it's been a tough training camp. For the Bears, Zach Miller, Eddie Royal did not play because uh, they were in concussion uh, protocol. Those guys went down almost immediately when the Bears started hitting uh, in practice. Uh, Jaronis Grassu, we lost him last week for the season at Family Fest. He pulls up lame after his knee buckles. It happened right in front of Coach Fox, and he said pretty much immediately he knew that that was not a good. He knew it was a disastrous injury, is what he thought uh, it was. MRI revealed. Tore the ACL he is done for the season which is extremely disappointing considering that you know and it you, you hear it happen it happens every year it happens to somebody every year you hear about the offseason this guy had how he's gone out he's got stronger he's gotten in better shape he's gotten more ready to be an NFL center because last year he was a little bit lighter um, than you wanted him to be, not quite as strong as you'd like him to be. He improves both of those things. He bulks up to just over 300 pounds. He's gone through the off-season workout program. He's gotten stronger. He's having a solid camp because this was a camp. If you remember when we had Jeff Dickerson on the show talking about how the Bears wanted Grassu challenged in in training camp this year, how he kind of got the position by default when Will Montgomery went down last year, uh, Matt Slauson was a guard. We wanted to keep him at guard, put Gorona you know, Grassu at center. He was playing out of necessity last year. He was coming into the offseason as the number one guy out of you know by default at this point. But the Bears wanted him challenged. They really wanted him to earn that spot instead of just handing it over to him because he's like the only center we had on the roster, basically. So he's come out, he's answered the challenge, he's had a good camp. Then we come out to Family Fest, this glorified practice that we have in front of the fans, and he blows out his knee. Just, you know, not good um uh, alshon jeffrey missed some time i don't i know i sound like a broken record there uh had uh, some tightness did not injure the hamstring or anything like that he left practice early one day with muscle tightness and you know i guess rather than risk it they sat him down he did miss some practicing but did play on thursday night he did play on thursday i think he even caught a pass or two uh on thursday uh kevin white was on the field He was healthy and on the field, caught a pass for negative yardage or whatever the hell it was. And uh, Leonard Floyd, who gave all Bear fans a horrible scare, it was either the first or second day of camp. First or second day of camp, I, I get a headline on my phone that says, Leonard Floyd carted off the field in practice. I'm like, what? Are you kidding? Carted off the field. Turns out it was just the trainers babying him. Um, he had a uh, a flu or had stomach flu or something like that, and they carted him off the field, or uh, you know, carried him off instead of making him walk back to the dorms or whatever the case may be. But him being carted off the field, it ended up being basically a tummy ache, uh, is what he had. He tried to tried to uh, he actually there were I guess he begged the, the doctors to let him go back. They wouldn't let him, uh, and he practiced when he shouldn't have that kind of thing because he wasn't feeling well. But uh, overall, it was nothing. He was on the field on Thursday, and believe it or not, as much as I've you know come out against him as far as saying I didn't want the Bears to pick him, uh, you know, it still made me nervous. I I, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the you know and watching the game or before the game starts, watching Leonard Floyd coming out of the tunnel, and it's like, God, he looks really really skinny. He looks really skinny. He's with the helmet. He's got. He looked like a bobblehead doll. You know, he got this big, huge head and he's got these long, this long, lanky body, six, six, you know, but I would if he weighs 240 pounds, then I'm nine feet tall. I mean, I just uh, I don't believe it for a second, but but he did look good out there. He did look good. He's got a real explosive first step and he was doing his best in, in getting in there. He was getting in the quarterback's face. He was there. That's what we want. You know, Pernell McPhee did not play. He was uh, nursing a knee injury, um, you know, that he's been kind of working on through the offseason. They've been slowly but surely kind of bringing him back uh, from the uh, from the injury. But, you know, you get him on one side, you get Willie Young or Lamar Houston or Pernell McPhee on the other, uh, you know, that could turn into something for us. And, you know, and then, like I said, on that touchdown play, we had Trevathan coming up the middle and, and just smashed into Sanchez. He gets there half a step sooner. That ball never leaves his hand kind of thing. If we can get some of that going on this year, then you know that's the kind of stuff that we want to see from our defense. We want to see Fangio being aggressive. We want our pass rushers getting to the quarterback without blitzing help. But if we can you know bundle all that together, the Bears really could have something on defense this year. We really could. So um, I really did like what I saw defensively from our front seven. Uh, I, there was a big hit that, uh, that Danny Trevathan put on someone uh, in the game, you know, shed a blocker, got in the lane and took the guy. I mean, not only just made the tackle but took him down, put a nice shoulder right under his chin and put him into the ground, took him off his feet. It was a good-looking hit uh, that Trevathan uh, put on him. So, you know, if there was anything positive, it was in the defense after that first drive. So for the most part, the Broncos did what they wanted to but uh you know throughout the game you know drive one that's where we were pretty much a swinging gate anything the broncos wanted to do they were able to do it but then in that's the second drive the third drive before the starters came out the defense was much improved forced to turn over uh you know forced another three and out uh from the broncos so that was encouraging to see from the starters and then unlike last year where it's like once the starters went out, then everything got better. The younger players, you know, like you could see, you, if you go back to those, those shows a year ago, you hear me talking about how we can see the difference in coaching from the Trestman team to the Fox team because even, you know, the second-teamers, the third-teamers, the fourth-team guys that are never going to make the team didn't allow a point in the entire preseason last year, not a, not a point last year shut everybody out from the moment the starters left uh, throughout the end of the preseason did not allow a point uh, on defense last year they were always in position always making plays so on and so forth Uh, that was not the case at least this past Thursday Uh, anyway so um, you know like I said overall not a good showing uh, from the team very few bright spots to get excited about but you know we did come out of this thing healthy which has been a challenge for the team so far uh in the uh in the uh in training camp you know guys going down one right after the other i mean we've only really lost one person which would be heronis grassu but you know um you know like i said eddie royal and and, and uh zach miller going down with concussions both have returned to, i know zach miller has i'm not sure about eddie royal uh, but they've returned to practice. You know, hopefully they'll play Thursday night against the Patriots. Um, you know, and then the, the offensive line was horrendous, absolutely horrendous. You know, it just Jay got sacked twice, was hit a couple more times than that. We give up five sacks before halftime, seven overall. I've mentioned that a few times. But, the, you know, the offensive line was terrible. And the fallout for the offensive line was significant because two guys gone already. Um, let me pull that up here. Uh, real quick, we've already tossed two guys uh, to the curb. One was Buckholz. Uh, both of them were were rookie free agents, and they're no longer with the team. Both of them were let go, replaced by veteran players. And one of them was um, Khalid Holmes, who uh, started a seven seven games uh, for the Colts last year. He was a uh, f- like a fourth round pick. For the Colts in 2013, so he was entering the final year of his contract. Became expendable when the when the Colts spent a first-round pick on Ryan Kelly, a center out of uh, Alabama, so they didn't really need him uh, anymore. And um, he was, uh, like I said, started seven games last season uh, for the Colts. And uh, the other signing was Shelley Smith, an offensive lineman who would probably be more of our swing tackle type guy. Um and it was Dan Buchholz and Donovan Williams who were let go um, on Friday after the game. Smith was a former six-round pick for the Texans, actually 2010, excuse me. Uh, lasted a little over two years with the Texans before being cut and claimed by the Rams. Uh, the Dolphins signed him to a two-year deal in 2014. He only lasted one and then signed with the Broncos last season, but didn't finish out the year there. So this is a guy that that people like to take a chance on, but uh, he hasn't quite lived up to the uh, to the hype, if you will. And then uh, Holmes, on the other hand, was uh, just entering the final year of his deal, so it was deemed expendable by the team and being the Colts after uh, after they drafted Ryan Kelly uh, in the first round. And then before the game on Thursday night, the Bears made another move with offensive linemen uh, taking Mike Adams uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers who was uh did not play last year because of a back injury uh, but was a second round pick and started, you know, 20 something games uh for the uh for the uh for the Steelers in his first two seasons uh in the league and uh you know was a was one of those guys that I actually think I might have even mentioned that I wanted the Bears to draft him, you know, I think during that particular uh draft 2012 2013 uh one of the two but um you know the uh uh you know the, the Steelers ended up getting him, he played well for them, but then he had the back injury in 2015, didn't play at all, was let go in the offseason, and uh, the Bears have decided to give him a chance. So, I mean, pretty much all of the roster moves that the Bears have made since training camp have had to do with the offensive line. So they're really trying to get this thing uh, under control. Right now, our offensive line after the the the, the injury to Jaronis Grasso, uh has been shuffled around to look like this. Um, from left to right, we've got uh, Charles Leno. We have um, uh, Cody White here. Our second-round pick is the left guard. You've got Ted Larson, who is the starting center right now. Uh, White hair did get some snaps at center uh, in the in the second half there, and uh, or in the second quarter, I should say. Right guard, obviously Kyle Long, and then Bobby Massey uh, at right tackle. That's the offensive line as it stands right now. So I mean, I think that's pretty much. The, the the group of five that you can count on being there, week one in Houston. Uh, I don't really see any reason for it not to be at this point. But um, you know, unless unless all of a sudden uh, Cody Whitehair really does does start showing something at center and he and Larson switch spots. But aside from that, those are the five guys that'll be out there. But whether it's Whitehair at center, Larson at guard, or Larson at center and Whitehair at guard, I think is really the the question uh, at the moment. But uh, the rest of it is trying to figure out the depth. Will Mike Adams stick around? Will Shelly Smith and, and Khalid Holmes, will they be able to make it? Will the, the guys that the Bears signed off the street just before training camp, will those guys be able to hang around? So it's, uh, it's all a matter of, of seeing how it's going to go. And uh, one last confession that I have to make, and it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because there wasn't much to talk about anyway. Um, I had uh, been to work all day on thursday and and do and i actually kind of dozed off during halftime (laughs) and uh every time that i woke up uh i had missed about five or six minutes of the game so i didn't really see much of the second half but uh from the looks of things i didn't miss anything i wanted to see anyway so it was uh i did uh, wake up in time to see david Fales get sacked for a uh, safety that was fun uh i did watch uh o'donnell get his punt blocked and you know taken into the end zone for a touchdown and all the rest of that uh, joyful jubilant stuff so uh didn't miss didn't see anything didn't miss anything i didn't want to see so the only other big headline coming out of hallis hall which is where the bears are they've already broken camp in Bourbonnet. they're in hallis hall or well no actually they're on their way to new england right now but um kyle fuller apparently has been nursing a knee injury throughout the entire, or knee soreness throughout camp, will not be making the trip to New England. The Bears want to have him evaluated because the knee isn't getting any better. So he still experienced the soreness. Didn't really see anything that was affecting him on Thursday night. Or, you know, this is also the first that we're hearing of this, uh, this injury of any kind uh, to Kyle Fuller. But uh, he will not be making the trip to New England, so we'll see who's going to get his reps Uh, on the field um, when it comes to the practice and when it comes to playing Thursday night uh, against New England. So Kyle Fuller not making the trip, Zach Miller, Eddie Royal on the bus, the plane, whatever, heading out to New England to see the Patriots. And then, of course, there's just, you know, the interesting storyline of the fact that the Bears seem to be shipping off their castaways to New England. You know, we got rid of Martellus Bennett, traded him to the Patriots. We let Shea McClellan go. He signs with the Patriots. That's where we tra- that's where we traded John Bostic last year when the Bears decided to get rid of him uh, early on in the season. I don't know if he's still on the team, actually, but nonetheless, that's where we sent him. So we will see. Uh, we'll see how interesting that can be. We'll see how interesting that gets. will uh, you know, will we'll Bennett and his mouth be present on the field? you know or will he just be quiet and you know Martellus Bennett extremely enormously talented and if he was just a football player I would have been super pissed about the Bears getting rid of him if it was just about his talent and then I'd be upset that the Bears didn't let him finish out his contract at least and then see what happens from there but instead you know the fact that he wouldn't let up the fact that he didn't stop talking and it just they he left the Bears with no choice same thing with Brandon Marshall we just we had no choice, but with, with the kind of culture that Pace and Fox are trying to instill with this team, you can't have a guy like that on the team. You can't have it. And, uh, you know, you let him go. And even though he's not, now he's not on the team, he's talking even more than he did when he was on the team. And it's not making him look any better. And we'll see how it, uh, if that has any, there are any ramifications in practice. Uh, I think one thing that we've learned at training camp so far is that, uh, Ted Larson likes to toss a punch or two because he's gotten to about six brawls, including one at Family Fest on last weekend. So, uh, you know, if, if Martellus Bennett wants to do any talking, I'm sure Ted Larson would like to shut him up. So we'll see how that all, uh, how that all turns out. And then, of course, you have the, the family storyline of Chris Long and Kyle Long uh, possibly uh, going head-to-head in practice uh, this week. Chris Long, the older brother, of kyle long formerly of the rams was let go and signed with the patriots uh, in the offseason shay mcclellan signed with the uh with the patriots to see how maybe you know how he performs uh in a position that he's probably more more likely meant for the outside linebacker pass rush uh type guy and so we'll see how that all turns out should be interesting uh on thursday night when these two teams take take the field um I don't know if Brady played Week One or if they gave more reps to Garoppolo since he's going to be the the starter for the first four games of the season. But maybe we'll get a get a quick look at uh, Brady before Garoppolo comes in. Or I don't know how the, the Patriots are doing that, but um, you know we'll see what happens there. I just uh, I want the Bears to be competitive this time around. You know we got pushed around quite a bit by the Broncos on Thursday. Not at all what we were hoping for, expecting for, waiting for. Um, you know with all the talk about this team and and getting ready for them to take the field this year. So that's what made Thursday night so disappointing was that we had such high hopes, such high expectations. but then again, don't let those expectations or those hopes go. It's just the preseason. if we come out and lay a turd like I said next weekend, not next weekend but the week after, if we still look like that in the dress rehearsal when the starters are in there for three quarters, now it's time to start worrying and if we lay a turd against the the Texans week one yeah then it's time to start panicking but um you know a lot of football left between now and then so be disappointed but don't be discouraged it's still the early just you know I'm not letting go just yet there's still much talent there's too much potential on this team to throw in the towel after one crappy performance in the first preseason game uh, of the year so uh just uh you know just breathe and get ready for Thursday. We'll see how we look against another one of the – I mean, we've, we're playing the two best teams in the AFC to start off our preseason and arguably one of the better teams in the AFC for our dress rehearsal game. So we're running kind of a gauntlet in these preseason games going up against some very talented football teams. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how we measure up um, before we get down to it. So – Anyway, I think that is going to do it for this particular episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Be back next weekend when we're talking about preseason week two and our trip up to New England. What kind of headlines will come out of those dual practices that we have with the Patriots? And how did our beloved Chicago Bears look on Thursday night when they went head to head with the Patriots in Foxborough? So until then, my name is Larry D and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.